Welcome to Trouble with the Snap Podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. Be sure to check us out on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Be sure to like the Facebook page, and you trust me, you're going to want to follow that. Huge announcement coming this week regarding the podcast this weekend. Really looking forward to that. Um, should be good for pretty much everybody. And uh, today is Jeremy File and Nathan Moss. Uh, we're going to be talking about What's going on in my neck of the woods? Uh, Notre Dame looking like they're going to be able to operate as an independent still because the Big Ten's B-list deal, if you will, uh, looks like it's supplementing NBC to the point where they can put Notre Dame on the air. And uh, that's one of the three things that ND needs as far as clear path to playoff. Uh, there are TV revenue, and I don't exactly know what the third one is, um, but to remain independent. And so, to an extent, it's almost like the Big Ten, like, accidentally shot themselves in the foot. They signed the deal with NBC, and now NBC's saying, oh, well, uh, Notre Dame can go ahead and they can take this. And, uh, Jeremy, look, uh, you're the only one on right now, and Nate's supposed to be with us. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, we talked about it, I remember, probably a month ago, and I said, look, don't be so sure. You know, make it very uh, nice for themselves, obviously, but also it's just – it's work for them. Um, you know, I just – for them a lot. They've been successful doing this, obviously. So their thoughts are, why would we try to change anything that's worked for us? I mean, they still made the college football playoff. They've still been able to uh, uh, generate a ton of money. And here's the thing. I understand the TV revenue thing. Like, I get it. I think Notre Dame being singular in their focus, they have a huge brand. I don't think they're thinking uh, about – those millions because they generate so many other, you know, millions in other ways. But also last thing I want to say, I think they knew they could still, you know, work around some things and make some things work their way as far as the television thing. And that's exactly what's happening. So, um, you know, Hey, I do give respect to Notre Dame. I mean, they're going to stick to their guns. I would love for them to be in the big 10, you know, I where I stand on that Tyler, but I think we, a lot of us kind of knew this would probably happen. And Nate, uh, what are you thinking on that? I, I think Notre Dame pretty much, pretty much has leverage here. I mean, I know that, that they, they haven't shown well in the big games and they haven't shown well in the playoffs. And I mean, nobody really has against those schools, but Notre Dame's basically saying, if you want us, fine, come get us, but we're fine without you. And from, a, from my personal perspective, I want them in the Big Ten because – I'm all for this expansion because as somebody that follows the numbers and uses it for gambling and, and handicapping, um, college football is really hard because there's very few common opponents when you're, when you're trying to compare a Georgia and a Clemson or, you know what I mean, like the conferences are just different. Your, your yards per game are different. Um, so, so when you can kind of level the field and, and get more common opponents, it makes it easier to figure out who's who, and come come playoff time, selection time, uh, you, you know whether Notre, Notre Dame's not going to sneak in there to get blown out. If 
they ran into a Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State earlier. If they did and they got through all three of them, then, yeah, they deserve to be there. So I, I get it. Notre Dame's a powerful, powerful program, and they've earned that right. And now that Brian Kelly's not there, I'm all for it. I'm pro-chip, anti-Brian. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's one of the things. So you said Notre Dame holds the cards. I don't think they do. I mean, yes, they can still operate as an independent, but they would make a lot more money with this TV deal. Um, you know, and I brought this up when we talked about it previously because I think we covered this before anybody else did, is Rutgers makes more money than Notre Dame off of TV. Notre Dame were to get the, let's just say, the playoff bonus. I think it's like $6 million if you make the playoff on top of their TV deal, Rutgers, Indiana, Northwestern, all those teams still make more money off TV alone. Then you have revenue sharing on top of that for the Michigan, Michigan state games, uh, the Ohio state, Penn states and things of that nature. I, so the money thing to me indicates that North Dame really has no leverage. And what they're going to keep doing is they're going to keep scheduling these scrub schools. Okay. Take away Ohio state this year and look at the rest of their schedule. It's nobody. So they can go 11-1, and one, and people are going to think, oh, they're still good. Well, if they lose to Ohio State, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to – well, since uh, you were talking about gambling, I'm going to bet against Notre Dame because guess what? I did that when they played Clemson in the playoff, that when uh, Notre Dame had that uh, – I mean, they still do have that five game a year deal, but they somehow avoided Clemson. Well, Clemson was uh, just ripping through everybody. And so Notre Dame got to the playoff and they finally got uh, to see what it was like to face the only team at the time in the ACC that was wor- that was worth a crap. Like, I mean, Notre Dame, to me, if I'm Notre Dame, like you came and like when it comes to football, don't approach us like you approach them because they're not us. Like I know UCLA could could beat them here and there, but like as a program, as a brand, recruiting all of this, like you you got to go you got to go all out for Notre Dame, and it's like it's like trying to entice somebody that already has options. Like like we don't need you, but we're offering you something. I mean, Notre Dame will still go get Tennessee, and Navy will be good once every ten years, but. I, I, I mean, they're they're people say that they're avoiding their the the big games, but they're still going to play USC and USC at USC's turn in the corner. I think USC is going to be really good, but um, they still their their schedule's not terrible. Like like there's a every week ACC schedule is worse than Notre Dame's hand pick schedule. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I that's what I've mentioned to Tyler and the, and the guys multiple times. Is And the other thing we have to take into consideration is with NIL, I think we do know that Florida State might get better, and, and they've been able to play Miami sometimes, that is Notre Dame, and they've also been able to play Clemson, obviously, every year, and, and they played USC every year. So, you, you, know, when you, you know, yeah, when you add – the NIL stuff, which I do think is going to allow teams like Miami and Florida State to possibly get closer to that top tier, which we haven't said that in a long time. So I think, you know, and and if if you think of that part of it, 
And if you think of, you know, again, I know the TV money, there's numbers there, and everyone's going to freak out, go, oh, wait, 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 I can't believe Rutgers and all these teams are making that much, and Notre Dame wouldn't join. Well, let's really look at what Notre Dame's contract looks like. It's basically them and that with themselves, they're not sharing with anyone, and I think that that matters more. So, um, and, and, you know, it's just one of those things where I think they want to be singular. I think they think it's worked for them, and, and I really believe that at some point – there's going to be another conversation. I mean, I know, Tyler, you're out there. Let me ask you. I mean, are you hearing things that I'm not from what I've heard? This thing is just getting started, and, you know, we're nowhere near this being finished. So I think, like Nate said, I think it's a leverage thing. I think that they're just trying to, you know, keep this going, keep the talks going. They're not going to just jump. And and I don't – I mean, is there something new that you've heard, Tyler? Because I guess I'm a little thrown off. Because I still think this is going to last for a while, and there's going to be more, re, you know, renegotiations. No, there, there's going to be like the the reason we're bringing it up though is just because of that deal with NBC that the Big Ten has. Because NBC said, okay, now we're willing to re up with Notre Dame. We just wanted to make sure we could pitch so and so and blank. And now there's talks it's being reported that the Michigan and Notre Dame game are going to get moved up and the Big Ten's going to start playing Notre Dame um, more frequently than they have since Notre Dame backed out of uh, their annual rivalries with the Purdue's of the world and Michigan State's and Michigan's and to me you know we're talking about leverage what leverage does Notre Dame have if the Big Ten says kick rocks well, I think this is what they have. I want to, I want to you, mention it. The Big, Ten, the Big Ten could sit there and disappear off a of Notre Dame schedule like Manti Teo's girlfriend. Well, and by the way, that's a great Netflix show. You guys should watch that. Um, I was actually pretty pretty moved by that, and also I laughed a lot. But uh, <laughs> what Notre Dame has, though, that we just can't forget this, those non-conference games are so important. Like that first game of the year, guys – is going to be insane. When they go to Columbus, the amount of viewership they're going to get for that night in Columbus is going to be out of this world. And think about this for a minute. Their thoughts are, hey, we got a new coach. We're playing at a team that's going to expect to win the national championship. If we lose that one game and we win out, we still have shot. And they're going to do that every year. I really believe when you look at their schedule, eventually their thoughts are this. If we can get back to playing Michigan State, who's up and coming, and we beat them, if we get back into playing Michigan, we beat them, and then we play those SEC or those ACC teams, and then we win out, and maybe we lose a game to Clemson, we got a great chance to be in that conversation. And here's the last thing. Don't forget about playoff expansion because they're thinking, well, if they're going to expand the playoff, it makes zero sense for us to join this conference because we're probably going to for sure slide in. Now, the only thing I would say to that, though, the NCAA needs to kind of start getting involved, I think, because if you're going to expand the playoff, I think it needs to be for sure the conference champions obviously are going in, and then you're going to talk about what? The next few teams that are going to get after. I think an A-team playoff makes sense. And, Tyler, me and you have talked about this forever. I just think that they're leveraging on all ends, money, power, uh, scheduling, and I think that they're doing it the right way, though. I mean, they're negotiating the way they want to do it. They're not going to do, like Nate said, they're not going to do what UCLA's. Yeah, we're, we're on board. It looks amazing. You know, they, they are thinking about everything here. 
But don't, don't look at that, though, guys, because in the next few years, I think that you will see a ton of Big Ten games on NBC with them playing in it because, you know, they've always been on NBC. So don't think that they're just going to be thrown to the side. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I'm just it, – it makes absolutely no sense to remain independent to me because the Big Ten does have all the power. The Big Ten has this ability to leverage themselves – and they haven't played that card yet. And this was something that I kind of talked about last time this came up when uh, USC and UCLA announced that they were jo- going to join the Big Ten is the Big Ten has the ability to freeze out Notre Dame. And if you freeze out Notre Dame, NBC is also going to come to the table and they're going to try to work something out. But when you have USC, Michigan, Michigan State, and to a lesser extent, Purdue, all sitting there as these historic rivals for Notre Dame, you've got the ability to make them hurt because they want to remain independent because it's their tradition, and that's what they're all about. And so I think you have that opportunity to say – well, if you're not going to join the conference, we're not going to let you be like the ACC. Stop playing footsie with us. Stop being friends with benefits. Put a ring on the finger or walk away. And if you walk away and they join another conference, so be it because you're still making more money than anybody else because of what the TV deal with Fox, NBC, and CBS is going to bring in. Well, maybe they're they're trying to add more TV revenue or internet revenue or show revenue on Netflix. I mean, I'm telling you, I watched it. I, I hate to be off on topic a little bit, but it does kind of stay on topic. Remember in 2012, they made that run. It was spectacular. Matt, Matt Titeo was the stud. And, uh, hey, I watched that Netflix special on Untold. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, I, I'm sure a lot of eyes were on that thing. But look at – Look back at that season, though, Tyler. They were not that great that year. I mean, they, they squeezed by beating the Michigan team that stunk to join up. I believe that was a close game. I'm not quite sure, but maybe it wasn't. Was that the year they blew Michigan out? No, that was another year. I think 2014 they, they shut out Michigan. Pretty sure Notre Dame-Michigan that year, they won only by a touchdown. I'm pretty sure they played Purdue, and it was like really close. I think they had like five or six close games to teams that drive you crazy, like when they're playing Army and Navy and there's like a close game or when they're playing teams like, you know, who is it that always makes you so mad, like a like a Wake Forest. And they had close games. So I see what your side is always, Tyler. I understand it for sure, where you look at their schedule and you're like, what the heck, man? I'm a Michigan State fan. I'm in a conference. I got to go at Ann Arbor. I play at home against Wisconsin and Ohio State. I got to freaking play against Penn State. Every freaking year, I got to play against Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State every year while you guys get to play against Wake Forest and Clemson. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you in, know, it, in Clemson, I don't even think they're going to be that good again. I, I feel like that, yeah. that was a Trevor Lawrence effect that made them so special. Now, yes, they have had guys like DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson and all those like they've had guys that have made them good foot that have uh, given them good football teams, but I don't think Dabo can hold it consistently. And so when you're looking at their schedule, it's five ACC teams, which is really just a bunch of garbage. Yeah. You talk about Miami could 
Miami could eventually be good um, with uh, was it uh, Tyler Van Dyke at quarterback. I almost wanted to say Ryan Van Dyke. Talk about a throwback. Yeah. But, Shout out to Ryan Van Dyke, wherever he is. <laughs> no, man, he's doing big things developing QBs across the state of Michigan. Anyways, I digress. But yeah, you know, is he right now? Is, is that what he's doing? Yeah. Oh, well, that's good, though. I mean, I, I mean, he, he was an incredible talent coming out of Marshall High School. Um, yeah. I, I want to add, I know you don't have a lot of time. That, that's what Notre Dame's schedule looks like. It's a yeah. joke because you're playing five ACC teams, which is undeniably the worst conference in college football, even with USC bailing on the Pac-12. And then you get the service academies, which, let's be real, they can go 10-2, and 11-1, whatever it may be. They're still not that good. Yeah, their offenses tend to throw their air raids or their, you know, triple options and all that type of stuff tend to throw a little wrinkle into, like, a lot of these bigger programs and make things a little more difficult. Especially then, if the other team has Shea Patterson as their quarterback. Then it really is is tough to beat, you know, just, just so you know. You have that one team that you schedule every year you'll schedule in Alabama you'll schedule in Ohio State you'll schedule a Michigan or a Michigan State or whatever it may be and then you're like okay if we lose this game the next 11 are a piece of cake anyways so who cares and they I end up the schedule this year do you think like let me ask you a question and because I want to if you have like a, a minute or two if I can add something that's kind of brewing out here because I know that you know I want to add some insight but one thing I want to say about Notre Dame, do, do you think with their schedule this year that other than Ohio State and Clemson, they should definitely win out? I think other than They're Ohio not. State, I think other than Ohio State, they should win out. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a strong possibility, right? I mean, and so 11 that, and 1 and 10 and 2. Yeah. And, and so what I want them to do is lose to that Ohio State game, obviously. Well, they're them, going to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, pu- I'm putting money on that one. I, I want them yeah. to – by the way, Nate did disappear like Manti Teo's girlfriend. Um, oh, I, I don't know where – he was staying on. You know, he was like, hey, well, I got something for your guys' asses. Boop, I'm out. Yeah, <clears> I, I don't know where he went. But I want him to lose to Ohio State this year, blow out everybody else, and the playoff committee sit there and look at it and say, you know what, you don't have that extra data point. You don't have that – SEC championship, you don't have that Big Ten championship, you don't have that Pac-12 championship, which, it, I mean, that's if a Pac-12 team ends up winning it, or let's say, okay, State's still really, really good, um, yeah. even though the star of the program is tearing it up on hard knocks right now. Um, yeah. Let's say, okay, State gets that four spot, you get Alabama and Georgia, of course, and then Ohio State. If you end up with that after in Notre Dame going eleven and one, it's going to be hysterical. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be absolutely hysterical, and I can't wait to throw it in everybody's faces down here in South Bend area. And I want them to, so I want them to lose that OSU game. But if they go eleven and one and they make the playoff, and then they get trucked by Alabama on top of it, I'm okay with that too because. That just reiterates my point as well. Because when you look at it, you're not—they're not, not going to beat Alabama. They're not going to beat Georgia. They're not going to beat.
beat Ohio State, especially at the end of the year. You might take them by surprise at the beginning because you have a new coach. But no, I don't think they're winning. I don't think they're winning that game, anyways. No, so, I think, yeah, Ohio State's loaded, and and also, uh, you know, just some some camp news. If we can, I want to add some real quick. I know you don't have a lot of time, but camp news in Notre Dame. One, uh, Avery Davis, who was a pretty good receiver, their second or third receiver, uh, he's out for the year. You, you can't lose any weapons when you go against an Ohio State, and that's something that last year Michigan, I thought we were very fortunate. Because Hassan Haskins, even though he's a bowling ball, wasn't out very much ever. Uh, Blake Corm had a little bit of, you know, being dinged up, but he was still able to play. Injuries really matter. And in camp out here, um, again, Michigan seems to be pretty full strength. Um, I just wanted to add that today because I know that, you know, we're, we're very rapidly approaching. Uh, the big news out here is obviously the same thing. It's Caden JJ. I told you my thoughts off air, Tyler. I know we'll I'll add more eventually. But uh, one thing is, I don't know if it's like a big news, but, uh, you know, they're really, really su- – I'm surprised in the secondary with Rod Moore how well he played. He was dinged up in the spring. And they think that, you know, Makari Page and R.J. Moten will be the safeties. I thought Rod Moore was incredible last year, Tyler. And I think when you lose Daxton Hill, um, you know, there, there's some worries there. But I just wanted to add that real quick because I, I know we're not talking much about Michigan or Michigan State today, but are there any injuries at Michigan State? Because I always feel like that is so critical in these camps. And Notre Dame having Avery Davis out was really a crusher for them. Yeah, no, there's nothing in Michigan State right now. The biggest concern, I think, is the lingering injury from the end of the year with Matt Carrick, uh, that right guard. But, you know, you also have Brian Green, who was second-team All-Pac-12 a couple of years ago. Uh, who transferred in from, uh, I think, Zawazu. And so it's going to be character Green fighting, out, fighting it out for that spot. But right now, look, green to go, baby. And, look, we're just we're less than three weeks away from football. I can't wait. Um, thank you, Nate Moss, if you're listening, for joining us for a great 30 seconds. Um, thank you, Jeremy, for coming on, obviously. Uh, Stay tuned to the Facebook page. There should be a video announcement this week. Big things, big things coming for this podcast. That's a teaser. I'm excited for it, though. Jeremy, I think you're excited for it as well. But that does it for the Trouble with the Snap podcast. For part of Nate Moss, all of Jeremy File, I'm Tyler Hayward. This is the Trouble with the Snap podcast.